Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. A joyous Pentecost to you, a Pentecost that has fully come. Before Jesus ascended, he told his disciples, wait for the promise of the Father. He said that they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit and that they would be clothed with power from on high. Ten days later, as they all gathered in one accord in one place, they hear the sound of a rushing violent wind, but they don't feel it. They have tongues of fire and lightning on each one of them, but they don't get burned. They begin to speak and understand each other in all different languages, but they're not drunk, as Peter says. This is how the Holy Spirit, the one clothed with honor and majesty, this is how he works. Not through feelings or emotions, not some tickle in your heart that you feel, not some private whisper to you in your head, but through promises, promises spoken and heard through real languages. Millennia earlier, God had confused the the languages at Babel, the Tower of Babel, and forced the people to flee uh, and to fill the earth, to be fruitful and fill the earth as God had initially wanted them to do. But here at Pentecost, God doesn't make them all speak one language again, but he unites them all by the gospel And every language now, every language is now a vehicle for the spread of the gospel. Now God's people will be truly fruitful and fill all the earth. Not through law, but through through the renewing voice of the gospel. And you and I are recipients and participants of this pouring out of the Spirit on all flesh. Sons, daughters, young men, old men, children... Servants, we are all given the new tongue of the gospel to prophesy and proclaim. So let's do that right now. Let's prophesy to each other, beginning here, of the recreating work of the Holy Spirit. Please stand and rejoice and sing our festival hymn.
text for our sermon, the Holy Ghost, says, cause we recorded in Psalm 104, which we hear again as follows in Jesus' name, these select verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, who cover yourself with light as with a garment, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. He lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks on the wings of the wind who makes his angels spirits, his ministers a flame of fire. He sends the springs into the valleys, they flow among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field, the wild donkeys quench their thirst. By them the birds of the heavens have their home, they sing among the branches. He waters the hills from his upper chambers, the earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. Man goes out to his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. These all wait for you, that you may give them their food in due season. What you give them, they gather in. You open your hand, they are filled with good. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. And we pray. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In both our introit and our psalm for today, Psalm 68 and Psalm 104, God is extolled who rides on the clouds, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks on the wings of the wind. And we think of the Holy Spirit, of course, who, who at times appeared as a dove, who did ride on the clouds. And this image of the Holy Spirit is an image from the very beginning, the very beginning of creation, when the Creator Spirit is seen hovering over the face of the waters. That is, riding on the waters before God divided the waters which were under the firmament with the waters which were above the firmament. When it was violent, the waters covered everything. So our psalm is reminding us of the Holy Spirit's work in bringing forth creation, in bringing forth order, in making it grow, spread, and flourish and still in preserving it. And this gets us to the ancient origins of Pentecost, also called Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks. Since Israel was to count seven full weeks of seven days after the, Pente after the Passover, in connection with the Lord's creating them as a people at Mount Sinai 50 days after the first Passover. Pentecost was a festival of first fruits. In the springtime, just like now, in the springtime as the first fruits were, were coming up out of the ground, as the first harvest of wheat was coming up, they were to offer it as a sacrifice to the Lord. And these first fruits were to be comprised of, of seven different species or kinds or types, one for each type of fruit that the Lord had praised the land of Israel for. And these plants and greenery that the faithful would bring with them to the temple provide, I think, a marvelous picture. And we get a little preview of that this morning, thanks to you. Uh, we, in our overly scientific age, are tempted to believe that our work produces our food. But Psalm 104 reminds us that all creatures wait for you, a reference to God and specifically the Holy Spirit that you may give them their food in due season. What you give them, 
they gather and they bring. You open your hand and they are filled with good. In classic theology, there is an idea called the privatio boni, that is the privation of the good. The idea is that evil is not a created thing, but it's the absence of the good that is created. Uh, So it is uh, everything that was lost at the fall. If you've done any gardening this spring, you know this, you've experienced this. If your garden is filled with good plants, there will be very few weeds. But once your plants leave a hole, well, that's where the weeds are going to grow. And once your weeds are going to grow, they they start to prevail very quickly. They overtake the entire garden. In order for your good plants to be there, they need two things. They need water and they need light. And so do Christians need, in the spiritual sense, water and light. Since Adam has fallen to sin, evil and good always grow up together inside each one of us. And so if we're not filled with the good things, the good fruits of the Spirit... The result is that we will be quickly overtaken by weeds. Just as the Ten Commandments given at Mount Sinai 50 days after Passover was a reminder of their sin, so too was their work of farming and planting and harvesting and sweating and toiling for food a daily reminder of the curse of sin. Verse 23 says, Man goes out to his work and to his labor until the evening. But here, their almost endless toil was to culminate, much like Memorial Day weekend, in an extra day of rest, the day of Pentecost. It was the Holy Spirit who gave the rest, because he was the one who gave the good. And what good does he give? Well, first of all, light. Psalm 104 continues describing God as covering himself with light, as with a garment, who also makes ministers spirits and sends ministers a flame of fire. Uh, There's an amazingly deep reality here uh, using these images of light that our ancient church fathers picked up on. Uh, Luther's sequence hymn, Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord, what you sang earlier is based on the ancient Latin sequence for the day of Pentecost, Veni Sancte Spiritus, and self-based on Psalm 104. In the sequence and in Luther's hymn in verse 1, the Holy Spirit is a light, has a light, which sheds rays from heaven. Lord, by the brightness of thy light. In verse 2, the Holy Spirit is the light. And in verse 3, the Holy Spirit is like a light or fire that, that fills our hearts with with light and fire. And so now with the light and the fire inside of us, we are enabled to go out and do the work that God has given us to do. He's enabled us to go and gather the harvest or the growth that he's given. Now the Latin in there in the sequence toggles between two different words for light, lux and lumen. Originally, lux was light uh, itself, uh, daylight in particular, and lumen was a a source of light, like a lamp or, or a torch. Today we use use lukes and lumens uh, similarly in two different ways of of measuring light. Uh, Lumens in the anglicized plural is is, uh, how much light is emitted by a light source, and lukes is how much light falls on the surface of something. So we know Jesus is the light of the world, but so in a way is the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, the Bishop of Hippo described it this way, if the sun in the sky is God the Father, then the sun shining is God the Son, the sun's illumination, that is the light falling on the surface, is God the Holy Spirit. If, you ever, if you've ever seen Lutheran sat satire on YouTube, you, you recognize this as modalism, but uh, he wasn't trying to promote modalism, but through this distinction of shining and illuminating, trying to deepen our, our love of the Holy Spirit who wakes us up and illuminates us and sheds light on the world around us and on the world that is above us. With light, without light, nothing grows. Trees, plants, flowers, grass, they need light. They also need a second gift, water. Now, there's something really strange about when God originally told Israel to celebrate this festival of Pentecost. God gave it to them sometime during their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Think about that. They're wandering in the wilderness where they have no fields, so no wheat, no harvest, no first fruits. They couldn't actually celebrate Pentecost. And so there was this anticipation for, for maybe 40 years of something greater, a greater rest when Pentecost would finally come. But in the meantime, in the wilderness, they did not toil or labor. But as we heard last week in catechesis, in the wilderness, they, they, they were fed by, what, manna from heaven. God sent down manna from heaven that appeared every morning like dew, like the dew on the ground. So the Holy Spirit not only provides light, but as Psalm 104 says, he provides water like dew. He waters the hills from his upper chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of your works. This means that Pentecost was never about man's harvest, man's work of harvest, bringing gifts to God, bringing fruit to God, but the Holy Spirit's work of bringing life to the world. And there's a chain reaction. As the hills are given light and watered, so too are the dry, arid desert valleys nourished. There's a parallel passage in Psalm 133 where the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the unity that he brings are, are described like dew from heaven. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, or in other words, to, to be together in one accord. It's like the precious oil upon the head. It's like the dew descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. As a man being ordained as a priest felt the oil being poured out upon him in the presence of the congregation, he must have felt a great sense of unity with the people that he was called to serve. How refreshing that must have been. For dry, arid Israel, as the moisture descended upon the mountain of Zion that then flowed down to the rest of the valleys, through the springs in the valleys among the hills, it gave drink to every beast of the field. How refreshing that dew was. The dew on the mountain refreshed everything around it and gave it life. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. Not merely through sun and water, but through heavenly light and heavenly dew. So St. Luke is careful to record for us in Acts when the day of Pentecost had fully come. This is it. This is the day they've been waiting for. The apostles were all together with one accord, 
in that place, dwelling together in unity. And they're anointed not with oil on their head, but with fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And they begin to speak in other languages so that what can happen? So the gospel, the heavenly dew, can spread, descend throughout all the world. As Jesus told them when he last saw them, that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. As the Holy Spirit descends like dew on the disciples gathered on Mount Zion there in Jerusalem, they now can go out through all the dry land of the world and give life. Through the gospel, the Spirit sends ministers a flame of fire, filling them with light, enabling them to go out and do the work of gathering the harvest, the growth that he has given. And they start right there in Jerusalem, where that day about 3,000 people are baptized after hearing Peter's sermon. And this is not something different that's happening. Peter doesn't produce the fruit. It's not his eloquence or amazing words in his sermon that, that, uh, that do this, but it's the work of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit enlightens through the word, he is poured out like dew in holy baptism. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the earth. Here at Pentecost, we don't see the privatio boni, the privation or the lack of the good. Rather, we see the beginning of the prevalence boni, the prevailing of the good. The church at Pentecost is created here by the Holy Spirit to fill the earth, to fill the earth like God had originally intended before Babel, to illuminate the world by the gospel, to water it with holy baptism, to give it life. And this, as the prophet Joel says, is the great and final day of the world, the great and final age of history. We are in the last days. And the gates of hell will not prevail, will not overcome the prevailing of Christ's church. The lukes, the lukes of the Holy Spirit will fill the earth by his ministers baptizing and teaching all nations. And we witnessed this very thing happening this morning. The Holy Spirit was poured out through holy baptism on Augustine, who was made a new creation. God continues renewing the face of the whole earth, one by one. The harvest of Pentecost has just begun. We are the harvest. We are the first fruits of the Spirit's work. The Holy Christian Church. What you give them, they gather in. The Holy Spirit is not just protecting, healing, and strengthening the world. He is renewing it. He is recreating it by water and the Word. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.